Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday morning MV Pro Call. Today is what is today? May. <laughs> today is today is a day in May. Today is May thirteenth, and I'd like to wow. <laughs> I'd like to welcome those of you that are here live, as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which you can do. Uh, of course, by going to MotorVitality.com, where you can listen to years and years and years worth of archives, um, and uh, or you can subscribe to uh, MotorVitality on whatever podcast application you happen to subscribe to or use, like Google Podcast or iHeartRadio or Stitcher or whatever that may be. So, um, but we really do love having you here live. That's uh, that's that's where some of the best discussions come. And as Stacy pointed out. You want to, if you want to um, hear uh, some interesting conversations, sometimes come on five minutes early, where where all the fun happens. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to start the call off the way I do every week, which is by um, asking, was there anything anybody learned this last week that you wish you had known before? anything that happened that is worthy of sharing with other professionals across the country or anything we can help you with? Any questions we can answer? Maria, are you on the call? Yes, I'm here. Hey, um, so you and I were having a conversation earlier in the week um, and you said something that I was hoping you could talk a little bit about and we We've talked about this before, but I think it's really great to hear different perspectives on it. Um, and you joined, what, a, almost a year ago, a uh, lead, one of those lead exchange groups, like a networking group. And um, I, I wonder if you'd be willing to share what we talked about, you know, just the success of that and how long it took for the success and, and kind of how how the process went. Um, I thought it was really interesting what you had said uh, about that. Do you mind? No, no problem. Um, so I had joined the group probably um, June or July last year, just when things started to open up again. Um, and it, it's, it's not a very large group. It maybe has 20 members. Um, and it's been, it was slow in the beginning. It was making me question, you know, was this the right move? Um, you know, I, I was making connections, I was going, and it's a weekly thing, so it's a commitment, um, and you have to, and of course, being part of these groups, you have all these responsibilities, and they want you to do this, and, you know, so there was always the question, is is this a good idea for me? Um, and so now it's it's going on 10, we're going to go two years, so um, it has picked up. Um, I guess people are now calling me with questions. Um, I've made three sales. Um, so it is, it's moving, and then like every time I go, there's more questions and more people, and um, so it's it's a slow-growing process. Uh, I did question it in the beginning, um, but it, it, it's coming along. I mean, I'm developing the relationships. Uh, people get to know you. They get to trust you. You know, um, you know, as you start to sell, then they start, people talk about, you know, what you sold them and how great it is, and I had a guy come in yesterday because the meetings are Wednesdays, and he brought in his water to show everyone. So it's just it's 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 interesting. So there's a couple things that I I wanted to point out to everybody on this call, everybody listening, and that is number one, uh, these things are not miracles, right? You don't join them and within one or two weeks expect 
to to have a ton of referrals, to have a ton of leads. It what you said about um, pointing the uh, you know having to put in the work, having to contribute, having to give referrals, having to give back to it. And that's something that we've talked about with these groups before that that there there are some groups that have a bunch of people in it that don't understand the concept of you have to give to get. And they go in expecting they're going to receive a lot from this group without recognizing that in order to receive, you have to be willing to give as well. Um, and so the most successful groups that I have ever seen are the ones where you have uh, a group of people that are willing to give to each other. So um, I, I think that's really important to to point out. Also, you've been doing this for about a year, and you've gotten three sales. I think you said you had six appointments, um, five or six appointments over that time, but you've had um, three sales that came off of it, and th those are starting to now grow because those people talk to people and, and they're sharing, and they begin to trust you a little bit more. Um, you know, when you first go into that, they're a little skittish, a little skeptical about about referring you, right? Yes. Sure. So, um, so I think you know one of the one of the things that, and we were talking about this. Uh, this is what brought this up: that a successful relationship when you're going to create business is, I mean, what would you guys consider a successful referral relationship? I would say that any any relationship or anything that you're doing that gives you, you know, three or five solid sales or referrals a year would be a successful relationship. I, I would think that would be something that I would want to hold on to. Now, having one of those uh, relationships does not, doesn't bring you a lot of business in. You know, I mean, you can't live off five sales a year, you know, and, and, um, so building multiple, that was one of the things when, when I was in sales, that's when I got to that point, my, my goal always at the very beginning was to build my, you know, to have enough of those relationships where my job was not sales at that point. My job was just simply maintaining these relationships with these really cool people. You know, I, I had, and it, and it ended up that I had, you know, builders that I worked with and realtors and, and well drillers and you know all these relationships customers that i had you know that i received referrals from and instead of having to go out there and dig these cold you know i didn't door knock i didn't i didn't do any of that because what my job was on a daily basis was just going out there and nurturing these relationships just talking to people people that i enjoyed talking to anyway and and the referrals came because of that, but it takes a long time to go out there and really build those relationships. You know, you you can do that. I, I I was involved in the community. You know, I got involved in and it's just like with what you're saying, Maria. You know, it takes a long time. Um, being involved in the school system and volunteering and and you know going to the village or the city council meetings and and all of those things. Eventually, those things do you reap the benefits from them, from what you're building. But the, the key is that you can't go in with a, a give me, give me, give me mentality. You've got to be willing to give first to, to show them um, that you're willing to offer something before asking for something in return. So um, I think, Maria, you, you, as with most things, are the picture of, of um, 
of the way these things work and when you put in the effort. I, I And thank you very much for sharing that. Anybody else have any comments about that or, or had an, a similar experience or, or a different one? Uh, yes, actually, uh, when I used to be in BNI uh, many years ago, the 80%, um, a little bit over 80% of my revenue was coming from BNI. And um, I was actually very active and so basically any any networking group that I belong to if I was very active to that group I can see their the returns right away because I would be as the server basically for everybody I would do I would help everybody I would ask questions on how I can help them how can I get leads for them you know and I'll keep them in mind and every time I gave them a lead they thought about me and even two years later they're still calling me you know and say hey actually what was it two days ago an HVAC guy that I met like four years ago, you know, I helped him with a client and two days ago he called me. He's like, okay, uh, the owner of Meat Farms um, needs help with his water system. He's got like five houses. Uh, so I went there. It was a simple fix, you know, and now I have a new customer who's going to hire me for everything that he does first, you know, nice. commercial and, and it's great. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, great. Anybody else? Thank you, Jose. Anybody else? Sure. All right. So uh, anybody else have any other comments or questions or, or thoughts before we go into our topic? So I wanted to talk today about um, full-time, about working full-time. And, and uh, you know, it gets one of the challenges with this job that I think a lot of people face is that sometimes it feels like um, like you're really working a lot. Like I mean, there are, there are days where you're exhausted. You know, where you you at the end of the day, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but I can tell you that I I've done it where where you know you feel like you work, you put in. It feels like you put in ten. 12 hours, but then you look at it and say, man, what did I really accomplish today? What what actually got done today? You know, what helped me with further my business and my job today? Um, and I, I think that's one of the challenges because, first off, it can be very chaotic. You can have customers calling you from one, you know, you, you start the day off with a plan thinking you're going to do something, and then the phone starts ringing and you end up going a million different directions. You guys run into that? Anybody Anybody have a similar experience in there? Would you guys agree that that is often in this industry how how it goes down, how it occurs? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I totally it, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's something that's really strange. And so, you know, and there there are a lot of different ways we could talk about addressing that. I think using, getting, getting it becomes imperative, absolutely imperative that we uh, get control of our schedule, that we take control of of those days. You know what we're doing. Uh, using for me when I was in sales, I had to use a CRM. I had to use a daily planner. I had to because. They, it, it was driving me batty. I couldn't get anything done. You know, there, there were there were things that I absolutely had to do. Um, you know, if you any if you look at any professional, they all schedule. 
they all have their appointments and their meetings and what they're doing. Their revenue building um, methods are all on the calendar. You know, and, and it's pretty simple when you think about a doctor, they've got the appointments. Every appointment that comes in, every patient that comes in is a paying patient. That is where the revenue comes from. They've also got scheduled time to catch up on charts. You know, they've got that scheduled. They've, they've got all that stuff done. We have to take control of our schedule, put stuff on the calendar, make sure that we are following it and considering those things important enough, important as revenue building uh, meetings, right? You know, what, what brings you in revenue? And if you're in sales in particular, the sales, the talking to customers, the meeting with customers, those things move you towards revenue. If you are looking at, if you look at your day, even though you've, you've spent that 10, 12 hours a day, it, you know, and you're exhausted at the end of the day, when you look back at your day and you say, what did I do today that worked towards bringing me revenue? And sometimes, um, you know, I mean, it, it becomes really important to put that on a calendar. It also becomes important, I think, to keep track of what you've done. And, and just a little plug here, you guys all know that Motivitality on motivitality.com has a ton of little tools. We've got a, a time tracker on our website that, that even if, you know, if you're a manager, you can use for your, your sales team or your, um, you know, people in your company. And I can tell you salespeople hate filling the thing out. They hate it. It's, it's a pain. Um, it's one more piece of paperwork. But I would also, if you are in sales, would encourage you to perhaps do it yourself to go back because what, what we found is if you don't look at it as if it's punitive, but you look at it as something that is going to help you grow, something that's going to help you organize, something that's going to help you evaluate where your time is being spent, um, then, then I, I think you'll find some benefit in it. What you'll find a lot of times when people start tracking their time. I, I've seen, Jim, you, you can attest to this, I know, that because we, we've seen salespeople do this a ton where they say, I'm putting in the hours, I'm putting in the time. And we say, okay, do this for the next two weeks. Track your time for the next two weeks, and let's go and look at where your time is being spent. How much of your time was, being, was spent actually talking to, to potential prospects? How much of your time was spent in the car driving from one location to another? How much of your time was spent, I mean, yes, how much of your time was spent on an appointment? You know, that's, I mean, that's, that's part of what you do, you know, going out and talking to customers. How much of your time was spent at the computer preparing for work, meaning designing a brochure or, or writing a letter that you're going to send out? You know, did you spend 30 hours preparing a brochure and writing a letter? Because that didn't get, that was preparing for work. That wasn't working. Now, is that important? Is it important to prepare for work? Yes. It is, but you, you can't be surprised when you don't make any sales that week when you're doing that because that was just preparation. You know, that, that was not sales. That was preparing for sales. That was preparing to work. And so you have to take that time. You have to put that time in in order to prepare or in order to do actually do the work. Now, on the flip side of that, you can't be surprised especially. So when I was in sales, Way back when, I didn't have a base, any kind of a base salary, um, straight commission. 
<clears throat> but to be fair, I did have a company vehicle. I had benefits, you know, so that it wasn't like the company, um, you know, it, it was the car itself was a lot of value to me, you know. Um, I had to pay for my own fuel, my own gas, but I had, having a company vehicle was huge. It was really nice. Um, so they did give me that, but I was, I was straight commission. Uh, but like I said, having the benefits was sort of like a base. But especially if you have a base or if you have something that the company is providing you or giving to you, you can't be surprised when, when a manager takes a look at your, um, your production, your sales. Now, if you're, it got to be a point where I was bringing in so much business and sales. You know, I created so much of my own business. The leads were coming in. The sales were coming in. I was hitting numbers every month that they left me alone. Managers never, I, I, in fact, I can tell you, for me, mostly I liked that. I liked being able to work on my own. I liked that I didn't have a manager or somebody calling me. The managers that we had at that company weren't willing to, to get out, out of their office and actually walk out into a home or go actually do it. They didn't care. They just liked the sign on the door that said manager, you know. And so, um, and mostly I liked that. I can tell you there were sometimes when I'd go down or I'd struggle or I'd have a little you know, I'd have a bad month. I, I kind of wish somebody would notice, you know, because, but a bad month for me eventually was still a pretty good month for, you know, the only people that got the attention were the ones that sold way more than I did or the ones that sold less than I did. I was right there in the middle, just sort of consistent, doing my thing on a regular, you know, we had 11 salespeople on the staff at the time. So I was, I was right in the middle and I mostly liked that. Nobody messed with me. And, I, and the reason I was able to get to the point where nobody ever called me and said, hey, what are you doing today? Where are you going? What's your schedule? You know, no, nobody ever said anything to me because, because I was producing, because leads were coming in. It was, it, nobody ever asked what I was working on, where my, you know, what my schedule was, where, you know, what time I was going to work, um, what time I was at home, what Saturdays. Nobody ever asked that because I was consistently bringing in business. They did ask it of the people that whose sales were not quite up there yet. So somebody who's who's newer coming in, you know, there's a lot more attention giving to that person. Or somebody who who was doing pretty well and suddenly dropped off. They would give attention to that person. You know, I mean dropped off a lot, you know. They would give attention to that person. It's and and I think that is healthy from a management standpoint to do that, particularly if a company is supplying a base or paying uh, paying them an income. I think it's, compl I know as a business owner myself, I've got employees and I want to know what they're doing. You know, I, I see payroll come through and especially when things, you know, when things are good, it's fine. You get the money, it's, everybody's happy. But when things tighten up and you start to reevaluate it, I know from an owner standpoint, I take a look when payroll goes out and I, I look at where that money's going and I'm going, man, I, I need to justify spending this money, which I don't mind doing. I don't mind spending the money. And we lost Kelly again, didn't we? Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just, yeah, so I wonder if Corey and I can start wondering about that. I was wondering if it was Corey that dropped off, but that's it. I'm done. So, yeah. um, I do want to add something that. 
It was a Pinocchio type thing, you know, him saying he didn't mind spending. I, I'm back. Sorry about yeah. that. Okay. It dropped. Um, so, well, you guys, oh, yeah, you guys were filling in. Go in. Yeah, go in and add. Go ahead. Um, one thing I do want to add, you know, just this is kind of a side note. I, I understand what you're saying, but something to add to, um, you know, you had an owner or a manager who just kind of let you do your thing. You have to remember, though, that they – they have to answer to somebody or they want, so communication is so important. While I know that it's nice, you know, the reason that you're territory manager is because you manage your own, your own leads, you manage your own schedule, you manage all of your own and your, your customers. But you have to remember communication is so important. If you have an owner that wants communication or a a manager that wants communication, Please keep that communication open because that is something that I hear over and over again from managers or owners where they're like, well, I don't know what what Jane is doing. You know, we need to, I'd like to know what she's doing. So um, communication is important. Yeah, I think absolutely. And that's, that is where, kind of where I was going with that is it's most managers, most companies, I mean, yes, if you are in sales, then ultimately they want to see those sales come in. That That is what you're there for. That's your job. But I don't think most managers or owners have an expectation that you're going to suddenly be the top salesperson in the company. So when they, I mean, most of the companies that you and I have worked with, uh, that Motor Vitality has worked with, um, Jen and, and Corey's here too, by the way. <laughs> so the, the three of us have worked with, you know, they, um, there's some sort of training salary or some sort of training when somebody comes in. And that time in particular is when it's, it's completely normal for, I mean, the sales are not going to be quite as high during that time. There's a little higher base and, and usually lower commission opportunity there. Um, but that person is going out there and working on supervisors. Maybe they're working from home. In most of the cases, they're not required to go and go into the office every day, you know, to start at the office. They're, they're, um, so the communication with the office becomes really imperative. It becomes really important. And, and nowadays with the CRMs, back when I was in sales, the CRM I used didn't have the ability to, you know, nobody had the ability to go on and look and see the task that I was creating or doing that stuff. You know, it was, it was um, nowadays you can, you don't have to enter the data twice. You can put it in once and, and you use it for yourself, but a manager or an owner can actually look and see what you're doing. You know, they can actually tell what your, what your daily activities are. They can help guide that sometimes, you know, but um, it should speak for itself. And if you have a good manager, yes, they, the managers need to communicate back to that person as well to, to help set those expectations. But hopefully, if you're coming in into this, this type of job, or if you work in this type of job, you're, you're looking for an above average income. You're looking for time flexibility and freedom. You're, you know, all the benefits that this job offers, hopefully, the people that are successful at this job have the maturity and the responsibility to be able to take initiative, to do, to recognize what needs to be done. Um, everybody that I've ever seen that has had tremendous success in this industry um, doesn't sit and wait for somebody else to direct them 
on what needs to be done. They step up and they take initiative. They they drive it. I mean, it is. I've I I used to say that this type of business is as close as you can get to owning your own business without the headaches of owning your own business. Because you, you know, you have somebody else that covers taxes, that schedules the installs, that handles all of that stuff. All you have to do is create the business. And, and it's, um, you know, it, it actually has just a ton of, a ton of benefits. Eventually you get to a point, you know, um, Maria, how often, you know, I know that you've had, you have a lot of success, right? How often does somebody give you a call and say, hey, what are you doing today? How, how, you know, what's on your schedule? How come you're not working? You know, um, I, you know, I can, I can think of, of, uh, a, a lot of salespeople like that. Um, but the people, like I said, that are successful, they don't need somebody to do that. It is nice actually to have somebody make that call every once in a while to say, Hey, what are you doing? You know, to, because it, it's nice to know that that's the danger from a management standpoint. I can tell you is that you get so busy and you, you almost, you have to really fight against taking the people that you rely on, the people who are doing really well, you have to be careful not to take them for granted because it is nice to be paid attention to, you know, to, to not only get that phone call when you're struggling on something, you know, to get a phone call out of the blue from somebody that says, hey, I noticed, you know, thank you. I One of the most impactful things that ever happened to me, um, I was waiting tables one time, and I, I always showed up early for my shift and, um, you know, and, and would always get there at least a half hour early. And I'd go kind of prep and get ready to. And a lot of times I go early and they're like, hey, can you clock in early and take this table? We need somebody to take this table. I would always be there. It was just something I always did. I always went in early. And I remember walking in half hour early one time right next to this other server, this woman that was always late. And we were walking in through the back, and the manager was outside, and she was about five minutes early for her shift that day. And the manager, we're walking in. I'm walking in side by side with this person who's always late. I'm a half hour early, and and a half hour early every day. And the manager says to her, "Wow, you're you're early today. That's awesome. Great job. Excellent. That's really really awesome." And he's and I know he's being a little sarcastic. Sarcastic. He's making the point to her and everything. But I remember thinking to myself. I'm early every day, every single day, and nobody has ever pointed out to me, nobody's ever said, hey, we really appreciate that we can count on you to be in here early every day. Every day. In fact, the only way you get recognition for being early is to usually be late. Then somebody notices when you're early that time. So as a manager, I always try and remember that. The people that are early every day, the people that are doing their job every day, I really do try, but I, I think that it's, you know, I can also tell you that management sometimes wears a ton of hats and they're all over the place. So it's hard to it's hard to remember to do that sometimes. Um, but it but it is it, I, that is a, a manager's responsibility. But that can't be used as an excuse from a from a sales perspective. You know, just because I never got a thank you. Ooh, well, look at me. I need a thank you. I need this pat on the back. No, it, it wasn't. I wanted it. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to hear. Okay. But I still came in early, even though I never got it. I still did my job. I still went out there. I still, I still came in early. I still did what I knew was right to do. And that is the way it is with sales too. Okay. You may need that. You may want that. In fact, step up and say something, you know, to that manager, say, you know what? 
I haven't spent a, a day with you in a long time, and I know I'm doing really well, but I could really use the attention. Please dedicate. I know Corey and Jen do that with me sometimes. Uh, you know, with Motor Vitality, they will say, we need some of your time. We need, we need two hours of your time where you're not taking phone calls from somewhere else. You know, that's, and, it, you know, we, we need that. We have to be able to communicate with each other. But ultimately, the last thing I want to leave you with when it comes to the full time or the schedule or the work, if at the end of the day you do that timesheet and you only put in 20 hours of actual work, you can't really expect to make a full-time income. You know, you're not going to make six figures, not in most cases, by working 10 hours a week or 20 hours a week. You're not going to make a full-time income by working part-time. And so it becomes really important. And if, and if you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling like you put in that full work week and you're still not making that income that you need to make or you're not making the money that you need to make or you're not getting the production you need to get, then it very then then that's where you should really step up and look at what you're doing with that time. Maybe you did put in 40 or 50 hours, but maybe there are better uses of that time than what you're than what you're using. Any final thoughts or comments on this last minute or two here? Okay. Hi, Kelly. Uh, go ahead, Maria. Go ahead. So one of, just a lot of what you're talking about is work ethic. You know, you have to put it in to get it out. Um, you know, if I decided I'm just going to stay home and not do anything for a week, I'm, I'm not going to get any sales. I'm not doing, you know, it has a lot to do with work ethic, getting up, doing the job, you, having, you know, for myself, I, I need that. I you know, I have to get, I have to do, even if I have nothing on the clock, I will make sure that I have something on the clock, you know, so that I'm doing this because if you want to get it, you've got to give it. Just yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And activity creates productivity. Absolutely. Um, so those of you that happen to be going to the Eastern Water Quality Association meeting next week in Maryland, I will see you there. Um, I'm really looking forward to that, to getting back out to a, a live event again. Um, so we'll see you there, and uh, please please say hi. Um, other than that, everybody else, please be safe. We will talk to you next week, if not before. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks.